Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Shalom Bayes share number 16, email address shalombayes777 at gmail.com. The Pasuk says, uh, when Yaakov encountered Rachel for the first time, Vayishak Yaakov Rachel, he kissed Rachel, and then Vayises Koiloi Vayevch, and he raised his voice, and he cried. On the first part, on, on the kissing of Rachel and what that meant, that Bez Hashem we will bring up in later Shiurim. Right now we're going to focus on the Vayisa Eskoilai Vayevch. He raised his voice and he cried. So the question arises, why did he cry? And Rashi gives two pshatim. One pshat is that he had no money to give her. While Eliezer when with the shidduch of his father and his mother, Eliezer had ten camels filled with all these riches and everything, and that was for Rivka, and Yaakov was penniless because Eliphaz uh, took away all his money, and he had nothing to give her, and that's why he cried. The second shot is that he knew Ruach HaKodesh, that he wouldn't, she wouldn't be buried with him, and she'd end up being, being buried in Beis Lechem, and not with him, and uh, Rachel had lost that privilege to be buried with Yaakov because he made light of sleeping with a tzaddik, um, as uh, she said uh, to Leah, that Yaakov will sleep with you tonight in exchange for the her receiving the dudaim. He made light of that, she made light of that, and therefore um, she lost her privilege of being buried with Yaakov Avinu. Now, in regard to the first pshat, that Yaakov was crying because he had nothing to give Rachel, we need to understand that his crying over the lack of money was not because of the money for his own sake that, that, that he lacked. Rather, he felt that if he would have money, if he would have possessions, he would be able to do much, much more chesed. He would be able to bring more people to Hashem like Avram Avinu did, he would be able to beautify mitzvahs with that money. That is why Yaakov made much effort to go back for the Pachim Ketanim, those small jugs that he left on the other side of the bridge. Because it may seem strange what the Chazal say, that Tzadikim's money is more precious to them than their bodies. That doesn't mean they crave wealth and riches for their own sake, but only because they wanted it in order to serve Hashem more properly. And that is, by the way, just just a sight in life. And the Svasemis brings this down. Yevarechacha Hashem v'yishmarecha. Hashem should bless you and watch you. So the Svasemis says, Yevarechacha Hashem, He should bless you with wealth. He should watch you so that that blessing of wealth should not be used against Hashem and, and for your ruin, but it, sh- it should be used for Torah and mitzvahs. So that's the issue with money. On one hand, too much money, too much luxury could cause what we say in the Torah, that he'll rebel against Hashem. So the key is, when you ask for money or parnasa, when you're tight, and you ask him for the bracha, you ask him also the yishmarecha. Please, when you give me the money, give me that money in a way 
that should not cause me, Khalila, to go against your will. And that is why Yaakov cried. And we need to cry also. You know, and when we're in financial crisis, we need to cry out to Hashem. And we really should, and this is how it connects to Shalom Bayis in general, um, because when a person is in financial crisis or is very tight, he has mortgages to pay, he has the home equity loans to pay, he has chasanas to make, and it's very tough. And we daven to Hashem to please give us parnasa Barevach. And we want every year to have parnasa Barevach. And um, Yaakov knew, like in his case, that if he would have had all that money in the world, he wouldn't have to have waited to marry Rachel seven years from then and have to work for love and so on and so forth. Again, we don't understand this us regular people, why Hashem made it that way. But nevertheless, that is the case. And um, it's very important that when you daven for Parnasa, you daven in a way that, yes, give me Parnasa, but yeah, Hashem may be saying, you know, I give you more. Um, you know, people think that if that's so much on their mind, and then if Hashem would take away that problem, oh, how much would I learn? How much would I accomplish? But human nature, we know, is not that way. We know the life of people who won the lottery that they lose all their money relatively quickly because they don't know how to handle that success or those riches. So we always remember, we should ask for Parnasa. But we ask, if we ask at the same time, please, Rabbi Nishleilam, please help that this Rebbe Parnasa should get us closer to you, to increase our Shalom bias, and to increase that we should not Cholila use that money or time we have by the fact that we have more money for negative things, but just to get better and better and better, and you really mean it, and you ask for that shmira, and that's as important or even more important than the blessing of the mama in itself, then that is mekubal and l'ratzen l'fnei Hashem, and hopefully Hashem should be mamala your bakashais. Now the second reason that it discusses about that, um, because she belittled the fact that... Um, uh, that she gave over to sleep to, uh, with the tzaddik to, 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 to Leah, and that belittled it, she got punished not to be buried with him. Now, we regular people, we don't really understand the significance of the custom of a couple being buried near each other, because we figure, hey, you know, the neshamas, once they're out of the bodies and they go up to Shemayim, that they're unified again in Gan Eden, or, you know, Lasid Lavai, that makes sense to us. But to be buried together, what's the significance? So we may not understand it, but if Chazal said that it's significant, and Yaakov Avinu cried because he lacked that with Rachel, that means it's something to that, that was very precious to him, and it's something that we should not make light of, even though we don't quite understand what that's all about. But you also see here that the idea of sleeping with the tzaddik and having a physical relationship with the tzaddik is something very special, and Rachel shouldn't have made light of it, even though she wanted to do dam, and but she made this exchange like, eh, you know, a oh, big deal, sort of. No, it's meant to be taken like a very precious thing. It's meant to take to to, to be really something special, and 
with us people, we are not tzaddikim, but amich kulam tzaddikim. In a sense, we are all tzaddikim in that we have that in us, and we have that spark in us. We have to look at it that way as well. And we're going to talk more in detail in later shiurim about these type of subjects. But in general, a couple needs to know that their physical relationship is not something to make light of. It's something very special, it's something very precious, and it's something that is nitzchius, even though it doesn't seem like it's nitzchius. Because it is a tremendous key for shlemus. It's hard. People don't usually phrase it like that, and they don't express it like that. People basically believe it's a means to an end to have children, or the oina just to you know make make each one you know the couple happy, her happy, him happy, you know, just against the eight Sahara. It's not just that. It's a very very deep thing, and we're not going to elaborate about it now. But it's very important for you all to know this. Because marriage is eternal bond, and the physical relationship, even though Lachameva Esrim, it's a you know it's a different realm, but it's something that's unique and there's a nitzchias to it, and it's not something to be taken lightly, and um, and that's something to always remember, and um, part of that is that both people in the marriage they need to view each other as integral part of their whole identity. And in general, the decisions they make in their lifetime together, they should make it together. And when they say the saying that people say your wife is your better half, that's pretty true. (laughs) She is generally your better half, but it's a half meaning a part of yourself. When you're hurting her, you're hurting yourself. And you cannot be angry at your spouse for your mistakes, for her mistakes, because you're being angry at yourself in one, in a sense. Like Arbario Levine used to say, when he went to the doctor, my foot hurts us. The feeling of unity should become internalized and practiced, and the more you do that, and the more you feel that, and the more you invest in the marriage, the greater the reward, and the greater um, the marriage will be. So to recap, the idea of money used for Avedis Hashem, we done for Panasa, ask for the Shmir that comes along with it, to not to take physical intimacy lightly, to consider it very precious, and to consider yourselves as one unit working together. Have a wonderful day.